Welcome to the Podcast Launchpad, where you'll learn the tools you need to use your podcast to be a go-to expert in your field, expand your audience, and get more clients. I'm your host, Kelly. Enjoy the show. I am so excited to welcome Haley Rowe to the show today. We are talking about mindset and overwhelm, how they affect podcasters, how you can improve your mindset and minimize overwhelm. Haley Rowe is a marketing and sales coach and strategist for online entrepreneurs, especially coaches who want to get clients consistently, develop their no-brainer offers, and grow their income and impact. She shares her FAST framework, that's F-A-S-T, marketing and business tips in her Health Coach Nation podcast and in the Health Coach Nation Facebook group. And I'll put that link in the show notes. Welcome, Haley. I'm so happy you're here today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So first, tell us a little about your podcast, Health Coach Nation, and why you started it. Yeah. So I started this show after just getting let go from a startup job I was working. The entire team got let go. And I had a history of working in business development and marketing and loving business, loving marketing, working with companies that were changing the world and providing personal development in some way, shape, or form. So a lot of them were wellness companies, or there was a coaching certification company I worked for, things like that. And I decided that I wanted to help individuals um, on my own. And that getting let go was kind of my sign that, you know what, I've been wanting to do this on my own for a while, but I needed that push. And that is what triggered it for me. And I thought to myself, I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. And podcasts even got me through getting let go and starting my own business. Like it was something I turned to to learn and to find the right teachers and mentors. And so I was like, I want to document my journey too. And I want to have a podcast and be able to interview experts about certain topics because I wanted to learn too. And so I started my podcast right around, mm, I think 2018. And it's of course evolved throughout the years and um, had a couple of times where I was inconsistent in the beginning, but I'm so glad I've stuck with it for this long. And it really is a long-term strategy And to this day now, I get people saying, oh, I listened to your podcast and now I'm ready to work with you. And they're kind of like my silent audience, meaning with podcasts, you don't get to see who's listening. But what's so cool is that they come to you, they find you and they're like, yeah, I feel like we've known each other for a while because they've been listening to my podcast. So my niche started off with just health coaches Mm -hmm. and hence the name, which might change at some point. But uh, I work with health coaches, life coaches, service providers, you know, entrepreneurs who want to grow their business. And it's been really cool to start to come up in the search for health coaches when it comes to their business and all this stuff. So I'm really glad I did it, but that's how I got started. And I am a podcast junkie myself. So I thought naturally, I want to have my own podcast. Awesome. Yeah, that really is a very cool thing about podcasting when you have guests on, how much you can learn from them. I mean, I certainly always do. Like every single guest I have on, I learn something. I've even gotten some coaching from some of them in the middle of the podcast. I love that. Yeah. And it's fun for people to listen to that too and be able to, you can learn so much just from the conversations that are sparked and your, your specific scenario, somebody would have 
not thought to ask that question themselves. So I love it. Absolutely. So we're talking about mindset and overwhelm today. And both of these can be real issues for entrepreneurs who have their own podcast or are starting their own podcast. And I hear so many questions and comments from people about, can I start a podcast? I don't know if I can do this. And most of this has to do with mindset and limiting beliefs. So do you have any, I mean, did you have any limiting beliefs when you started your podcast? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think what I had in the beginning was, you know, my message started different than it is today. And that was because I didn't have the confidence and the track record yet to to have the message that I have today. You know what I mean? So my, I think what was a big mindset block was, oh, like, do I need to be, you know, super amazing and clear about who I'm going to be and what my message is going to be and what I do and all that. And I, eventually just decided, no, here's where I'm starting from. Here's the message I'm starting from. Here's the niche that I feel comfortable starting with. And I started it and then it started to evolve and expand and the messaging started to change and be more uh, because I had created more client results. um, I was able to change my messaging and communicate that now. So it's it was not necessarily a mindset block, but it was more of like, Mm, I don't feel super confident yet about everything about my brand. And if I would have let that hold me back and not make a decision, I see a lot of people just staying in indecision. I think that's a huge block. And then they never get started. And then their message can't evolve because they never got started. So that was a big one for me. And then the other one, of course, you know, everybody has self-doubt. And I think I was like, well, I really want to have these big guests on. And I don't know if I'm good enough. And what I've learned is If you make the ask and you focus on what's in it for them, a lot of people will say yes, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people just don't ever conjure the courage to ask and it gets easier each time you do, but I would say go for it. And if they don't, what's the worst case scenario? Oh, you just keep building the relationship and maybe they're on the show in two years or maybe they're never on the show, but at least you tried and got an answer. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you get a couple of big guests and then you have a track record to prove that, hey, I had a few big guests on and those interviews went really well. And that's going to encourage other big guests to come on the show. Absolutely. So you have to start somewhere. And like you said, the worst that can happen is that they say no. Right. But it's an automatic no if you don't ask. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the biggest mindset blocks too, that I see not um, um, among myself, I've been able to manage this, but among my clients, I see them really being perfectionists mm. and thinking like, okay, I have to have the full script I'm going to read off of for this episode. And I have to, you know, go through every single question with the guests before the call and da, 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 da. And, and it's like this, four hour long process before you even have the interview and you can't sustain that. Mm -mm. So yes, you do need to have good skills and good content and a plan for the title and all of that, but you don't need to, nobody wants to hear like a robot script. And you also, you like changing your voice on the podcast because you're trying to be 
<laughs> right. Like, like, no, like be you, have a conversation, ask good questions. You'll learn as you go. Your first episodes might not be very good. That's the case for everybody. Exactly. It all evolves, like you said. And trying to be perfect at any time is not the right mindset to have, and especially not in the beginning. I mean, I rebranded this show in a big way and it took work, but you can make it work. And like you said, with yours, the message evolved over time. It sounds like you niched it down even more over time. I mean, I believe you have to go in with an ideal listener and with a niche, but it doesn't have to stay that exact way. You can change things. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, don't go in thinking that it has to be perfect. So is there, okay, no. How can people get into like a, the right mindset or a better mindset when any kind of limiting beliefs are holding them back? Yeah. Well, there's kind of two parts to this answer, I would say. Number one is strategically, you need to have clarity. So sometimes mindset blocks are just because we feel unclear or like confused about where to start and what to do, right? Um, And then we make that mean, oh, I'm a failure and I'm a loser and all this extra stuff we don't need. But the first part is to ask yourself, what? how do I want people to feel when they're listening to this podcast? What is kind of the key pillars of this podcast that I'm going to stay within? What are the solutions I want to present on this podcast? What's kind of my, do I have anything special about this podcast that I do in each episode that I want to do? Like asking those kinds of questions first, just to get yourself clear. And then the second part is now when all the mindset stuff's going to come out, like, oh, well, I I don't know how I'm going to make it special or, oh, I don't think I'm good at public speaking or whatever. Mm. Right. And so to start to work through that, number one, you have to ask yourself, how are you identifying yourself and labeling yourself? And you have to know it is a label and it is a story you're telling that, yes, you've gathered evidence for. And to you, it feels really real. Like, no, this is just a part of my personality. I am an introvert and I can't public speak. And it's like, no, you've just ingrained that in yourself. And now that's how you're seeing the world and how you're acting. So we need to take a pause there and be like, okay, what is a bridge to start to get yourself out of that and see yourself differently? What else is true about yourself? What can you learn? You know, how like, and and shift the questions from why am I so bad at this? And why am I such a loser to why can I get good at this? What are some examples of times when I've done a good job public speaking or like, you know, questions like that, that can start to help yourself see a new view of yourself and then start to have thoughts. Like I actually keep in my phone. I'm not a big fan of like fake affirmations that you don't believe about yourself, but I am a fan of having core principles you live by and core things that expand you and and that you remind yourself. And so in my phone, I have a, what I call like a little belief notepad in my notes. And it's beliefs I want to believe about myself or beliefs I do believe about myself. And it gets me focused on the right things about myself. So it's things like, you know, I always figure it out. Or it's things like, um, you know, there are people who want what I have to offer. Mm -hmm. Like stuff like that, that just remind me like, okay, if I was acting from this place, 
what would I be doing saying it's, you know, how would I be acting? Right. That is wonderful. And I so agree about avoiding like fake affirmations. Mm -hmm. Those have never worked with me. If it's something that I don't believe even a tiny bit, my brain just says, no, absolutely not. Because our brains are actually looking for lies, you know? And I mean, they're looking for truths as well, but Mm -hmm. they evolved to like pick up untruths too, you know? And yeah, they're wired to keep you safe, to keep you in survival, to keep you comfortable in this moment instead of expansive and future focused. Now there's a part of your brain that can be really future focused and that can be taking the driver's seat. And if you get good at managing that part of your brain so that you're not ruled by your primal brain, that's the key. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. But I think the first one is what you said, that step between, you know, if I say I'm shy, I'm not going to just all of a sudden start saying, I'm the most outgoing person I know. No, the bridge or the little step there might be, okay, I am getting more comfortable being on podcasts Mm -hmm. or I am practicing you know, being outgoing for 30 minutes at a time in these interviews or whatever it is. So there's a, there's a step there. Yeah. I love that. I I hadn't heard it phrased that way before is creating that bridge Mm -hmm. between how you have viewed yourself up to this point and where you want to view yourself in the future. I have used that phrase before up to now. Mm-hmm. I have been whatever, so that you can start to set it aside and then move on from this point on. And so I've liked that when I catch myself saying something like, I am blah, 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 or I'm not good at da, da, da. And then I'll, I'll stop and I'll rephrase it as up to this point, I haven't been very good at da, 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 da. Yeah. And then change it to, you know, and Love so that, that my brain doesn't get stuck on that label because labels are terrible unless you're telling yourself i can blah 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 like i can learn how to mm-hmm. whatever the yeah. thing is and that's the coolest part about being a human is we get to pick what we want to believe so mm-hmm. if you're not ser- like always ask yourself does this serve me and i'm not saying i have to completely pretend i never had this thought but If it's not serving you, why wouldn't you just choose to believe something different or step into a new opportunity or possibility? Because we've all seen people who, like, let's say you're at a karaoke bar and someone thinks they are the best singer ever, and they really aren't, in your opinion. (laughs) But some people might think they are because it's subjective. And the other thing is, if they can, if they have the confidence and they're doing the thing they're going to be getting better at singing. So it's like, it serves them to think they're really great because they got up there and they're doing it and they're getting practice and they're probably getting better. But in you know, we all know that maybe they're not so good to our ears, mm-hmm. but it's serving them to think that thought. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's a great example. Let's think about that for just a second. They are having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And to our ears, they don't sound very good, but they're not trying to sell themselves, like make money off of being a singer. Yeah. In that case, they're up there having fun. 
And man, are they. And probably people aren't laughing at them. Mm -hmm. And we're at, and, and actually the audience is probably, because of how much fun they're having, probably cheering them on. Yeah. And if we're sitting there going, no, I can't do it because I can't sing well, we're missing out on having fun. Yes, totally. There's, there's a quote that's like, there's somebody less qualified and less experienced than you who is further along just because they chose to believe in themselves. Mm. And that kind of, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm saying that in a way that if usually if you're shy or something, or you're a perfectionist, usually your skills are really good and you're just like an overthinker and it's your duty to get out there and have fun and get the message out there and, you know, be the experienced one putting yourself out there. To me, I, I see it as like a responsibility. Like it's not really about me, but I don't want my ideal clients going to a source that's not good and a waste. And so I, I want, because I know I can, I know my program can help them. It's not about me. It's about what I've created, what I've done in the, you know, with my clients. So leading with that to really helps get you out of your head is like, it's not about me. It's about, I am going to put this message out there and always seeing your business as a separate entity from you, I think helps make it more fun and make it more like, wow, let me share this really cool thing I've created and make it about the audience. That's excellent. And I agree with you that so often when we're holding back, it it tends to, not because, but it tends to be people who have the skills and the competence to actually do the thing that they're holding back on. Like imposter syndrome tends to come up most often in people and women who are really competent. Yeah. And then they doubt themselves. It doesn't seem to happen as often in people who aren't as skilled or as competent. Right. Well, there's a quote that's like, imposter syndrome isn't ever experienced by actual imposters. <laughs> so the point is you are not an imposter. If you, I have imposter syndrome every day because I want to go to the next level. Like I'm always like, no, but I want to be doing this and I want to be at this level and I want to be here and I'm not. And, that, and naturally I know that's where my brain goes, but I don't let it, you don't have to let it take the driver's seat. Like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like with podcasting, so many people will say, and and particularly women, who am I to start a podcast and share my voice, my story? I don't have anything to share. Mm. My story isn't good enough. You know, whatever it is that they'll be sharing or my voice isn't unique enough. And what would you say to that? Yeah. Everybody has something to share. And it might be that you don't know yet what people want to hear from you. And it's usually the thing that you think is so easy and so common sense and so not relevant, but it comes so naturally to you that it is the thing that you should be sharing. So sometimes you have to get some feedback from other people like, hey, what do you think I'm really good at? Or what do you think I could teach really well? Or what do people actually come to you for when they're asking you questions or like want free advice or whatever? And that is your superpower, right? 
So I think the key is to remember also answer that question. Who am I to be giving advice? Well, I know these things about myself. I know I like talking about these things. I know people naturally tend to come to me about these things. I know my friends like to ask me for advice about blank. Like really go there with yourself and brainstorm instead of who would want to hear from me in the negative voice? Who would who would want to hear from me? I'm curious about that. Let's find out. Answer that question. That's awesome. I love that. Just change your tone of voice and ask the same question in a curious way Mm -hmm. and actually answer it. That's fabulous. So we're also talking about overwhelm today. Mm -hmm. And business can be overwhelming. You know, being an entrepreneur can be overwhelming and podcasting eventually can be overwhelming. Only about so only well about 60% of podcasts out there are active so 40% are wow. dead yeah Dang. so and apparently about um i think an at the average podcaster quits after 7 to 10 episodes wow yeah i hate to see that So (laughs) I teach my students how to deal with that overwhelm so that they don't quit. You know, they keep going with it. So what tips do you have for dealing with the overwhelm? Yeah, great question. So overwhelm comes from a couple different root causes. One is just lack of planning or lack of structure. One is scarcity mindset or those limiting beliefs or what you believe about time and you know, how much you can actually get done. And then the third thing would be um, just disorganization in your environment and and things like that. So I think the key part, first of all, I have um, a free overwhelm masterclass for your audience and it's at haleyrow.com slash overwhelm hyphen class. But the thing you've got to start with is how can you make whatever you're overwhelmed about a system and, and how can you make it into a plan? So The first thing is like brain dump everything you're overwhelmed about. Okay, I'm overwhelmed about what's the cover going to be for the podcast? What's going to be the intro? Um, I don't know who to ask to be a guest. I don't know, you know, what should the episode be this week? Just make a long list of everything you're concerned about, everything that's bothering you, and just get it all out of your head, right? And then the second step is to be like, okay, looking at this list, um, which things are if I were to put this in an order, which things do I feel like I need to figure out first? Which things are the most giving me the most anxiety? And then from there, you want to just start one, chipping away one step at a time, turning whatever those obstacles are into a strategy, as Dan Sullivan says. Mm-hmm. So each one you'd go through and you'd be like, okay, I don't know what cover photo to use. Well, you could be like, okay, step one, look at other cover photos to understand like what are, what are they? <laughs> step yeah. two. YouTube, how to pick a cover photo. Step three, look at photos I have of myself and pick one to put on the cover. (laughs) Like really just brainstorming. And if you don't know, part of your steps are going to be researching. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, this is why they get overwhelmed. They don't include that part. They don't think of that part. They just think, I got to get to this huge end result. I got to get my website up, which Mm -hmm. is a gigantic process. And then they don't actually realistically break it down to like, okay, day one do this. Day two, do this. And the question you can always come back to, to to help yourself with overwhelm is what is the next logical step? Mm. And how can I make this easier on myself? And also separating 
facts from, from thoughts. Mm. So it's a fact to say, yeah, okay. I do not have a finished cover photo right now, Mm -hmm. but it's a thought to think I don't, I'm, I don't have any options for photos about this. You know, I, I'm too ugly to put on my cover. Like whatever the added drama you're adding to it is unnecessary. And that's overwhelming you. Those thoughts are taking up space in your brain. So separate those. And then the last thing with this process is you have to actually time batch and put it on the calendar. And I have a time batching podcast about that, how how I plan my whole week, how I put in buffer time, like how everything fits. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people that freaks them out Mm-hmm. because they're like, I'm going to judge myself if I don't get everything done. And I don't know how long things take me. But the truth is you get to decide how long things take you. You get to give yourself enough time to make sure, like if you had to give yourself a time where you know you're going to get it done, do that to start with, just to start building trust with yourself. And then you get a better sense of, oh, okay, you know, I think this could take me 40 minutes and, and you start to get better at time batching, but you have to start there And you have to do it without beating yourself up so that you can learn that skill and be able to rely on yourself knowing you get things done. The reason why I get overwhelmed way less than I used to is because I know I I can very reliably for most tasks know how long things take me because I time myself to do everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But also I time match every day. I've done this process many times. I know what you know, usually what obstacles or you can plan for what obstacles might come up. And of course, there's times where I don't get it right. Or if I'm learning a new skill, I feel right at the beginner mindset all over again. Mm -hmm. But the point is, I built trust with myself that I know I can figure it out. And that's a really key thing if you don't want to feel overwhelmed as much is to build that trust with yourself. Mm -hmm. And like you said, even with starting your podcast and having that evolve over time, when you start time batching, you'll figure it out as you go. You know, that those first few times, you don't know how long it's going to take you to do something. So time it. Yeah. And then you'll be able to schedule better in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. Time batching is mm-hmm. a, a lifesaver. Yeah. And I want to add one more thing to that because when I first started my podcast, I, you just triggered a memory. <laughs> I edited all the audio, did all the show notes, did all the uploading to all the various platforms. And it took me a long time. I mean, it probably took me at least like four hours just to edit an episode in the beginning mm-hmm. of my business because I didn't know what I was doing. And I was mm-hmm. learning iMovie and I was like, how do I drag and drop this thing and cut out these long pauses? Like, and it took me forever. But the first process, the first phase you're going to go through is that where you're mm-hmm. learning it and it's taking a long time and you have the learning curve. Then you get it down to your own process you use. And it mm-hmm. might not be the best process, but you at least got it down. Like, okay, I know my steps now and I got to do these things and it might be tedious. It might take you forever. But then you can get to a point where you start to outsource it. Mm-hmm. And then improve and refine the process and make it take less time and not worry about editing out every little tiny right. thing. And then you're not even saying um as much in your episodes because you've gotten the practice now. Like, so it's this four, it's kind of like a four phase process where you do it first, then you get it down to your own system. Then you can outsource the system. Then you can keep refining and improving the system with your expert you've hired. So it's like, yeah, I think that that's key to remember. You're not just going to jump to phase four where it's like, oh, you know, whatever. But I can tell you, this will give your audience hope 
my podcast now, and again, my podcast isn't perfect. My show notes aren't always perfect, but the process now, but I do it every single week. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, it probably takes me maybe 20 to 30 minutes a week just to check things or just to like do the interview or whatever, mm-hmm. when it used to take me like five hours a week, you know, so you can get it to that point. Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful to hear. Thank you. So uh, let me ask you a a few last questions before we finish up here as a podcaster. What are some practical benefits that you've gotten out of podcasting? Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. So um, I didn't realize this, but my podcast now has gotten me some PR opportunities. So in other words, I was listed as one of the top 10 podcasts for health coaches on a popular Mm -hmm. website. I going to listenernotes.com. Apparently my podcast is in the 1.5% of popularity. Now, I don't know how they rank things, but I know that's progress, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's got me clients now where people have said, your podcast is what made me want to work with you, right? And it's gotten me opportunities to speak at local places because people are like, okay, I know you can actually like talk about a subject matter without it being bad because they hear the podcast. And then it's built me a lot of relationships. I have a lot of friends now who are fellow entrepreneurs. I have had actually podcast guests who have become uh, clients or I've become their client. And also it's great. I love asking my fellow podcasters for referrals. Like I love being like, Hey, do you know somebody who can do my reels without me having to do them and gotten great recommendations there? So there's been so many benefits. And not only that, it's it's gotten you, I, I think it expands your network so much. And um, just is a, what we call a one-to-many opportunity, meaning when you are on someone's podcast, you're in front of their audience and you guys are sharing it on each other's platform. So it's a lot of cross-collaborating. So not to say that's an unexpected benefit, that's just definitely an expected known benefit of podcasting, but it's a great one because it's very efficient. Yes, absolutely. And then last, what is most personally rewarding about podcasting? Wow. Yeah, I think it's just building a body of work and just seeing the evolution, um, the personal development you've had to go through, all of that kind of stuff. I love, and, and also what's been really personally rewarding is a lot of times I talk to people who are like, well, I want to, I want to be affordable. I want to help the world. I want to, you know, do everything. And I, I think that podcasting, because it's free, that's your way of working yeah. with people for free. And you can have your paid programs be paid and worth it. And, you know, your, your bread and butter. And I think it should be that way. But if you're really like concerned about giving back, podcasting is your way to do that. And I think it can, it, it is that free resource for people. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I'll say is it's an amazing library for me now when I'm talking to people and they say, Hey, I struggle with blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, I have a podcast about that. Let me show you. (laughs) So it's been really helpful in that way as well. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. So how can listeners find you to learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, thanks again for having me, Kelly. And Everybody can find me on Instagram at Haley underscore Rowe. It's H-A-I-L-E-Y underscore R-O-W-E. 
would love to hear from you if you listen to this episode, just any questions or what you liked about it. And um, I am at HaleyRow.com, but the free class I mentioned to help you overcome overwhelm and plan your week and break things down is HaleyRow.com slash overwhelm hyphen class. And I have the Health Coach Nation podcast, as y'all know, the Health Coach Nation Facebook group. So hopefully we can put those in the show notes. And if you're a business owner who's not a coach, that's okay. You could still get in touch. You could still join the group. And that is where it's all at. Awesome. I will put all those links in the show notes and on this episode's page on my website. So those will be easy for y'all to find. Thank you so much for being here today, Haley. This has been fabulous. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been fun. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast launchpad. Be sure to follow so you don't miss a single episode. And if you have any comments or questions, feel free to email or send me a DM on Instagram. Follow the links in the show notes. I really appreciate you for being here. See you next time on the podcast launchpad.